baby, that's impossible. Hey, girl. You look just like your mother. Has not been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. The doomsday clock might be about out of time. gonna survive what matters is what we do now i can use your expertise you coming or what a baby raptor i made a promise we would bring her home you made a promise to a dinosaur yeah why everybody hold on to somebody that can't be right Is carnivore the world has ever seen. Run! See? Not so bad. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Electric Entertainment. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. And we have both just gotten back from the movie theater. Not together, but we went on separate occasions. Now, as if you've been following, you've been listening, you'll know that we're in our Electric Entertainment summer series. Uh, We've got the block party happening. So one of the things that we teased out in the trailer that we had kind of shared that we were going to touch on uh, was a big film that was dropping this summer. So both of us had the chance to go out, take a an evening, go watch this film that we've plugged. And I don't even know what uh, Ryan's thoughts are in this movie. I know he doesn't know what mine are yet. And I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about. But the movie we're talking about is Jurassic World Dominion. Now, we're not going to cover the franchise in this episode. But wow, do we got a lot to talk about within the franchise itself also that's going to come at a future episode what we're going to talk about today is just jurassic world dominion now it's going to be hard to talk about this without kind of maybe touching on some of the previous films but buckle up Um, this is going to be a spoiler episode Um, i know this is fresh out there in the movie theaters if you haven't watched this movie yet you need to cut this episode off because we're probably going to ruin the movie for you Um, if you 
go ahead and listen forward on any of this. So you've been warned, spoiler episode, Jurassic World Dominion. If you do pause right here, go watch the movie, come back and listen to this and let us know what you think. We're on a lot of different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I know Letterboxd. And you may have noticed there's already a review out for this film that has dropped also. So you can kind of get a take, a fresh take of Jurassic World Dominion over in Letterboxd right now. But without further ado, here we are, Ryan. Jurassic World Dominion. What? Where do we even start? I guess let's start with when did you see the movie and where did you see it at? Yeah, so I checked it out uh, just yesterday, the second day, and it's release and we had checked it out me and my wife um when basically it was a packed completely packed house and kind of sucked because we had a kind of we got there in the middle of the preview so you know we didn't have much choice in choosing where we were sitting so we kind of ended up down in front uh so not really where i wanted to sit but i didn't let that ruin my uh experience yeah and but with this film yeah i mean kind of in the beginning this was actually a movie it was supposed to come out a year ago right i know it 2021 and with i mean obviously everyone knows with the um ever-changing pandemic that we're kind of kind of out of but it really affected the movie going audience uh and this was one of the probably one of the biggest films that it affected and yeah they had uh, i think they went back and did a lot of reshoots and whatnot but they had an ex- about an extra year uh to put this out but yeah going into it i i don't know i had i had pretty heavy expectations what had, had kind of i don't know more like um i kind of wondered how they were going to end this new trilogy because uh, from the first two you, you we you've seen so much right um, yeah so it was going to be interesting on yeah the storyline and so yeah i kind of yeah, I, I was going into it um, expecting to be blown away. Um, what about you? Um, How did you view it, and kind of what were your expectations going into it? So we went on opening night and um, took my kids. My my son's a huge Jurassic Park fan. He's got, I think, all of the. We've talked about this before too, with all of the the toys and whatnot. He's he collects those, so he was ready to watch this movie. Um, like you say, it was it's kind of been in the works for a while. So, yeah, high expectations going into it. A lot of people, I think, anticipating the release of it. And uh, we watched it opening night, like I say. Uh, my kids, my wife and I, we, we went out and, and checked it out. We went to our small local theater, which all of the last few movies that we've gone out and watched, that's where we've kind of gone to. Used to, we'd go out to amc or go down um to evansville there's there's a bigger kind of amc theater down there but the last few we've just kind of gone to our local theater and it's smaller but they had two showings of this one going on they were like a half an hour between the two so we went to the earlier showing of the two and it was like you say it was a packed house opening night was was filled um both theaters i think we pulled up to the parking lot and we were kind of wondering the same thing are we going to be sitting front row because we got there about right at time the theater we were in was packed we were about mid mid row or midway back uh not front row luckily because there's a lot to this movie there's a lot of 
big action happening on the screen we'll get to. Uh, but both uh, films were full, and uh, a lot of people excited to get into uh, a big kind of action-packed movie like this, which we'll talk about the action in this one as well. But I would say um, my expectations and, and all were, were really high, um, but I'm not going to share just yet kind of overall feeling of the movie and the experience um i will share that my son he loves it uh he liked the movie he he enjoys all of the previous ones and this one this one was another one he thought was a good one so kind of talking about overall feeling of the movie before we dive into the film i mean what do you think do you think it stacks up with what you were expecting did it come in short of what you were expecting or or where are you at with that you know i i've been kind of thinking about it all day today because i i just did a letterbox review on it um you know i i i really i don't know people probably agree or disagree with me but i just i have especially um with this one yeah i i have mixed feelings on it um I don't think you're the only one that does. I think a lot of people are in that same boat right now. Yeah, and I think you're. Yeah, I think that's probably the popular uh, answer. Is kind of mixed feelings on it. I, um, and I don't know if it's. I, I'm seeing a lot of mixed feelings, but I'm seeing a lot like some people are are really not liking it now that they've kind of let it settle in, and a lot of people are liking it within this uh, trilogy here that we've got with with the Jurassic World. So kind of you got mixed feelings, but where are you where are you falling with this movie? Well, yeah, like right now, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you. It's probably my least favorite in this new trilogy. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll get... And, in- and we'll get into it, yeah. But it's for... Uh, there's a couple reasons as to why. All right, well, don't give those away yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... It's kind of, I'm leaning towards the opposite. I think it is, I don't think it's the same as what we've seen in the other Jurassic Worlds that we've seen so far. Um, It's different, but it's, I think, different in a good way. And I'm leaning towards the side of feeling like it's one of the betters out of this trilogy, to be honest with you. So here we go. We've got a a couple differences of opinion here. So where where do we start? Maybe we can convince each other to maybe flip or get closer to the middle on why why I think it's one of the best and why you think it's one of the worst. Let's start with you, though. What what was bad about it? Okay. Um, Well, yeah, right off the bat, um, my main, probably my number one issue with it was... For me, the kind of underwhelming and lackluster of the main storyline of the entire film. And what I'm talking about is the impending invasion of these so-called extinct <laughs> locusts. Yeah. And for me, like, because we've grown to enjoy and love this franchise for what it is. These just over-the-top, very larger than life visual dinosaurs right yeah that just jump off the screen then that that that's what the adventure is like they're like at the forefront of all the posters of all the toys you're telling me that the main focus of the final film that will probably be of this entire franchise the final film 
is supposed to be focused on these <laughs> locusts that might be the uh, that might be the um, like ending to all, all human race. Like this is supposed to be doomsday, and it's uh, a bunch of locusts. Yeah, I, it just it it was it, it at times it was very silly to try to follow it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I think I mean so. I kind of feel you there, and a lot of people do feel the same about the locust kind of plot of... I mean, I, I kind of get a little bit... those The locusts had that DNA. Like, you go all the way back to the beginning of Jurassic Park, and that's what it was all about. It, it, the, the DNA is what brought these dinosaurs back to life and existence with humankind. And we've seen... Like you say, it's always been focused on the dinosaurs, and in a way, it still kind of is. But it kind of steered in this weird direction with these locusts and this company that kind of gives you the vibe of kind of like an Apple technology kind of Elon Musk kind of feel uh, for um, this this company that gets this DNA and, and, and has it injected into these locusts to try to support this other industry that they have with all of these crops. And um, it kind of starts out with that story and, and kind of picks up from there. But yeah. I, I agree. I was struggling a little bit with the locust plot line. Yeah, but... but- yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'll touch on it here in a bit, but that that's a that was a great concept that you know you got this you know big CEO guy hungry for power, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, what I'm saying though, yeah, with this locust storyline, it was just it, it for me it just it that plot about the locust, I just feel like it really dragged the action down a little bit because um, there was like some points uh, when you got deeper into the movie that because it, it's a long movie. I mean, yeah. you've got to be having kind of. You know, it's the longest I think of the whole series. Clocked in at two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, the last two installments came in a, in a little over two hours. So, you kind of gotta um, you gotta have a lot going on, I think, for that to play well. Yeah. It, and and for this day and age, a lot of people um, are not very patient at all. So, yeah, for a major film to come from a huge studio to be that long, if it's not a superhero movie, then it's it better. Uh, bring it better bring its point across and it better bring the action so yeah well before you go from there though because i've heard this too a little bit um the the length of the movie now i was i was kind of curious going in to this two and a half hour movie um i just finished watching the last movie we went and watched was dr strange and the multiverse of madness and it it wasn't as long, but you mentioned like the superhero. It draws the crowd, right? Sam Raimi was coming in on this this movie with um, Doctor Strange, but it it seemed to drag on for a while too. Now, granted, I I enjoyed the movie, but I felt this was paced a little bit better than the Doctor Strange movie because I didn't feel like it was two and a half hours really. I, I felt like it moved pretty quick. And I didn't feel like I was sitting in there for two and a half hours. I felt more like a two-hour movie to me. But it did kind of on the front end drag a little bit. In, not in regards to action, because right off the bat you see, as soon as the film opens, you see one of the dinosaurs like coming up out of the water, right? And attacking this, uh, this, this ship out, on, out in sea. So right from the bat you got some dinosaur action happening. But then it kind of gets into the story. And, and also on the action side, it's kind of got... I've heard a lot of people say it's kind of got the a James Bond kind of feel to it. 
with the introduction of kind of these villains um, that that are part of this story too, and they're fighting against them, but also um, trying to fight against these locusts and how this story kind of all winds together. But I, I, I have heard kind of on the action side, some people not really enjoying that kind of James Bond kind of feel that they brought to this movie. One thing that really stuck out to me while I was watching the film was there really wasn't much of a balance like screen time wise between the, our her- heroes and villains. Like I feel like our heroes in Owen and Claire and our new character that we'll talk about here in a little bit too, yeah. uh, the Kayla Watts character, the Air Force pilot or yeah. ex Air Force pilot character. I feel like they got so much um, screen time, but yet um, our villain, who we're supposed to accept as our villain, which I have a lot to say about him because that's actually going to be my second uh, argument on this film. Okay. Um, He does not receive hardly any screen time whatsoever. I mean, he pops up here and there, but it's like he's supposed to be our villain that um, our heroes are going up against, but yet he, he he don't appear in too many scenes. So before you get to that second point on on him um, talking about screen time, that I felt like they had a good balance of the classic characters with new characters and how they. I know they were introduced kind of later in the film, but yeah. I felt like they had a good balance of those characters. What what were your thoughts on bringing some of the classic characters back that we seen in the? Jurassic Park trilogy with um, the new characters that we've that we've come to to know over this new trilogy and bringing all those together. You felt like there was a good balance of screen time with all of them, or what were your thoughts and with that? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I love that aspect in bringing these legacy characters of um, played by Laura Dern and Sam Neill because we grew up and um, cared for these characters throughout yeah. the Jurassic Park trilogy. Because I remember. Uh, 11 years old going to the theaters in 2001 and seeing Jurassic Park 3. I mean, and that was, uh, I know a lot of people said it's not one of the best of that trilogy, but um, I always enjoyed it. But yeah, it was neat to, because what I liked in the film was we saw their separate storylines kind of merge together. I loved when they finally, uh, you seen their, uh, you seen Owen and Claire and uh, Macy, they, uh, they, because part of their mission was getting back to her, but yeah, when 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 we see these legacy characters from Jurassic Park meet up with our current characters uh, from the current franchise, Jurassic World, when they meet up together, it, it was a real cool moment. I really enjoyed that moment in the movie. That scene was really neat. Yeah, um, just kind of see all six of them come together. It, it was a pretty cool image. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, it. Um, but getting back to that though, with the yeah the the runtime, it, it it that's something that um, it, it's that's hard to um, kind of get a hold of, or it's hard for studios, or um, it's hard for them to kind of kind of you know uh, get that right, so to speak. It, yeah. Because you're dealing with so many um, not only characters and. Uh, kind of subplots because there was a couple there was yeah a couple subplots throughout this um last installment but yeah um the uh it, it was yeah it was really cool um I, i'm glad they were able to pull that off too by the way because I, I didn't know i, I i'd been reading about it 
before they filmed this uh, last one in this trilogy that you, that they might bring back these um, two big characters from like the first franchise. And yeah. but to, to see it was, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely a plus for um, and, and and really helped. Well, it helped. <laughs> it helped for my enjoyment. I'll just say. That whole, uh, yeah, with talking about the locusts, I, like with the, that was kind of like, I don't know, I feel like, in my opinion, that was just, yeah, like a lame segue into getting that Laura Dern's character involved with um, her, you know, trying to investigate these locusts because, you know, she was going, looking at all these crop fields and, and then it, it dawns on her that, oh, yeah, yeah, these crops over here, uh, they're not getting destroyed by bias and so it, it i don't know it made it real like coincidental that she's like hmm there, there's something here to this like it was just i don't know it like fell in her lap i i, I just feel like they could have maybe had a little bit better stronger storytelling in her getting to bias and like what you said or what you touched on with her bringing uh uh, Dr. Grant, or played by Sam Neill, bringing him back into the fold. Like, yeah, like, I mean, he was just tagging along. Like, what was, what, what did he serve? Like, what was his purpose in her um, going on this um, investigation in, into bias? And I mean, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a part of the legacy franchise and whatnot, but I really feel like they could have um, brought them into the fold in a different way or honestly in a little bit better way yeah so to speak um but um uh, i do i kind of want to can can we talk about maybe my second gripe on it yeah let's go there let's see what yeah. uh, your second you, complaint is about yeah about the movie. What I, yeah what i wanted to bring up because you you just you just mentioned him so i might was this a great time to talk about him so yeah our evil ce or supposedly evil ceo of this global company bias and uh Dr. Lewis Dotson, who's like this famous scientific engineer. And like you said, you're right. It gave me some like Apple vibes a little bit. Yeah. And like, and his, the way he looked with his hair and glasses, right? It made me think of Tim Cook. Yeah. But anyways, this actor, so played by uh, a guy named Campbell Scott. This is my second biggest gripe with him. Like, I just could not. And I tried to convince myself and I couldn't. Like, I have no idea why. And I think it's one of the main reasons why I couldn't convince myself to accept him as like a really good villain. One, he didn't have a whole lot of screen time at all. And two, he was always in the background, like so to speak, right? Like yeah. he never had any major confrontations with our heroes. Like anytime you saw him, he was pushing the buttons in the back. Like he had no um, like authoritative presence. And so it made me like, I did not, believe him as the main villain in this film like i would have much rather have followed all those poachers and smugglers throughout yeah. the rest of the film than try to then try to then them trying to convince me that he's supposed to be the top bad guy no, yeah he it, he was it, weak I, I, yeah his performance was terrible and what i was actually expecting and we did not get it and that blew me away 
I was expecting a huge confrontation between him, Dr. Lewis Dotson, and our main hero, Owen, played by Chris Pratt. I was expecting them to come to blows and have like a big face-to-face confrontation, and they don't appear in one scene together whatsoever yeah. at all. Yeah, that was it that was kind of surprising. Yeah. yeah, and it ends with him dying on that like subway train by those two dinosaurs. Like, like that was it. Like. Wh- like there was no like I thought he would have a bigger blow off to his death, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you definitely it, yeah. the on so kind of the subplot and speaking of villains and uh, kind of the poachers, that's kind of where you kind of get the feel of like a uh, James Bond kind of movie yeah. where they're out seeking kind of the other storyline going along here are the clone stories, right? Of both. Um, blues uh clone yeah. or or uh child dinosaur child and um uh massey lockwood who was a clone of her mother that was living with owen and claire their their house where they lived kind of in this deserted area and they were always concerned with her going out coming back and the risk that they were always taking or that she would take uh, because she would always want to go and experience things or or go out on her bike or or what have you but the whole time you kind of see these poachers that are kind of watching her and then at one point early in the film she kind of gets upset with them and takes off on her bike and then that's where we see kind of those villains um that the storyline kind of go that way to where you kind of follow them and and you see another thing that kind of gripes people and i don't i don't really care for it either um is like the laser pointers on uh like the villains or the poacher kind of people use to point on somebody and the raptors take off and attack those people or until they actually reach them and and destroy them they're just hot on them you see some pretty pretty neat kind of chase scenes with uh owen on on the dirt bike being chased by a couple raptors that was pretty action-packed but um I, i don't know i don't like the raptors kind of chasing the laser pointer or whatever with how that that kind of works but it did give us a little bit of action and it did kind of carry that uh plot subplot forward of this clone issue with uh macy being captured as well as what's blue's daughter or what's the little what's the little raptor uh, beta, right? Beta, beta. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so Macy and and yeah. Beta being taken away by Rick. by these poachers. Yeah, and or smugglers, I should say. Yeah, and you see kind of a cool kind of dynamic relationship that Maisie kind of forms with Beta because she's like, um, you kind of see that it's kind of like a little callback to how Owen became so close to Blue and in their relationship yeah. and. And he, you know, he Owen makes that promise to Blue, and you kind of, kind of, yeah, you got to suspend your belief a little bit. I know it's dumb and silly, but you kind of see Owen, you know, he makes that promise to Blue that, you know, I'm gonna yeah. get your, I'm gonna get your daughter back, and 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 because he's on, he's on this same exact mission to get Macy back too, because he he uh, sees her as his own, his own daughter. So you see that same dynamic not only in. Uh, human uh, human tendencies, but yeah, you see it kind of forecasted too in um, how animals 
are with their own. So yeah. um, that was a cool dynamic. Uh, one one thing I did want to talk about, though, um, I have one huge positive, one big positive on the film that I think it kind of saved face for me was I felt like there was such a strong, I very strong presence of women in this in this picture. Don't you think? Oh yeah, I mean one that uh, you had mentioned a little bit earlier was the new char- character uh kayla watts right played a, yeah. a tremendous role with uh the lineup of of characters that we had both ones that that we with owen and claire and and uh with ellie and alan and ian right in the mix of all those to bring this new character that kind of is one that played a, a huge role in this was very very neat and i thought very creative with how they introduced her into uh this this story as well so yeah i I mean you had a strong presence of female actresses in there that played important roles in this yeah she was so um so like confident and like independent and she was kind of rebellious and and i just loved yeah she was so instrumental in owen and claire kind of um going on this mission and because of her uh, yeah they jumped on her her plane and because you know at first you're like eh, you know she she gave these vibes of like she might be like you know a bad dude or bad yeah, part of yeah like, part of the yeah, part like, of the yeah. the group you that thought, was hunting yeah, macy and exactly. uh the, yeah yeah you were thinking eh, she might be one of these villains that we're going to see later but no like they flipped the script and she was like she was like this big heroine in this yeah this tough you know no care attitude rebel that i just i loved how she gelled with owen and um the one scene that um really sticks out to me is when they're going into the dolomite mountains like the headquarters of Iason, you know yeah and they're flying in on her just kind of i just thought it was a shady looking plane to begin with but who you know if, if it was if it was gonna get them from point a to point b more power to them yeah. but they're flying in right and they uh bias and shuts off those like airs the ads system like the the air detecting system or whatever and those dinosaurs the flying dinosaurs up in the sky they start attacking their plane right and there's just this awesome action sequence where it's like going down in flames and claire is in the only seat that has like a parachute that will you know um expand or expand or you know it'll um, deploy uh deploy yeah and so Owen, you know, hugs her and, you know, says, you know, I'll see you again soon. And she flies out. And then my favorite line, you know, uh, as they're uh, plummeting down in this plane that's about to blow up, Owen looks over to uh, Kayla and says, you know, what's the plan? And she said, whatever happens is the plan. Yeah. And they hang on and it's just a <laughs> huge explosion. And it's like, how in the world did he? are these two characters still alive? I mean, it was yeah, the, crazy. the plane just crashed into this like ice iced over huge, massive lake. And they, yeah, they get out with like not one scratch. It's like, Oh, the magic of Hollywood, you know, yeah. they get out, they get out of the plane and, you know, of course they're met again by this like new looking dinosaur we hadn't seen before that freaking swims in like <laughs> icy fr- icy water yeah. and, it, and somehow they escape it. But that so, was a great, so great so my sequence. yeah so um, I'm gonna get because I've talked a little bit about the positives with the cast and kind of having the same amount of camera time and whatnot, but I want to get into 
one of the other positives that I want to mention in some of the reasoning I, I really enjoyed this film, but before that, uh, with this very scene, the whole time I was thinking when like Owen drops in that freezing ice cold water too and kind of swims through getting chased by that dinosaur, I was like, that guy's got a t-shirt on and is swimming gets out of it and it's like freezing cold snow falling I'm like there's no how's he not freezing or like frostbitten yeah, by the time exactly. he gets out so th- those were like, yeah some things like hypothermia like he's yeah. like shaking or something right? yeah yeah so that's what i was thinking the whole time but the big positive that i wanted to mention and i know we're kind of going a little long and we'll we'll get close to wrapping up here but um one of the th- the thing since you mentioned a couple of the things that kind of drug it down for you which i i agree with you those were some hang-ups for me with the film as well but the positive things that i felt like kind of gave me the feeling that this is kind of one of the better ones out of the latest trilogy of films was the very thing that you just mentioned the introduction of a lot of new dinosaurs that we hadn't seen before i mean you go to a jurassic world or jurassic park movie and you want to see those dinosaurs popping off the screen like you had mentioned and we got some of that with this movie we got some new creative realistic dinosaurs that aren't just made up kind of hybrids that we've seen in some of the other jurassic world movies we actually have real dinosaurs that they kind of showcased in this film going up against other classics like with the t-rex the giga i don't even know how to say it my son could say yeah gigatronosaurus something like that yeah gigatosaurus or something and then there was um like you talked about the pyroraptor with the feathers i mean those are realistic i mean you think of dinosaurs back in the day and that was how you would see some of those with feathers and I just thought it was really neat to kind of show some of those that we've never seen before that were actual dinosaurs that weren't just hybrids that were made up by uh, the Jurassic World um, kind of business model that we've known before in the past but actually bringing it back to what we experienced in Jurassic Park with realistic dinosaurs all except for the laser pointing raptors that was that was my only hang up on on that but to get to see a lot of new ones kind of showcased on the big screen i thought that was pretty cool yeah i uh i went in you know i i ultimately wanted like the main question answered like can humans and dinosaurs kind of coexist uh uh in on planet earth can they um go day to day in each other's lives and and one of the scenes that um really stuck out to me um uh it wasn't really a scene it was more of a visual that um it really i mean kind of it was kind of heartwarming too and it was a really just real cool image so towards the end of the film we see the dr grant character played by sam neill we see him getting ready to go into um the u.s senate to give like a speech or yeah some sort of um dissertation on oh, yeah i remember this part yeah uh, yeah and right before you know he's talking to laura dern and you know he's she's like adjusting his tie and stuff and he kind of glances over and looks down because uh, he's right there real close to national monument yeah uh, we're right there at the heart of dc and there's this little pond and there's this itty little itty bitty girl down on the ground and she's feeding this baby dinosaur and he just glances down looks over at it and he's like yeah 
I, I guess I'm getting used to it now. Yeah. But that one image, that one visual, just that really blew me away, and that really stuck out to me most of all throughout this whole picture. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So kind of. So this is a really good movie. Um, I'm. I would say go out, check it out. There's a lot of different things happening in this movie. There's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it kind of builds up to that at the very end of this, right? It's, um, yeah. there, the, there's a lot of uh, positive things that happen. There's a lot of, oh, no, what, what happened to them or what's going to happen to her. And, and it kind of carries through these and weaves through some of these different stories. And it kind of brings it back to that at the end where it's, you know what? It is um, life coexisting of these dinosaur creatures um i guess spoiler alert the locusts uh find their demise in the end yeah. of this movie uh by the same guy that actually created the locust uh with biasin and not the main uh tim cook steve jobs guy that was um the main guy yeah. but the actual guy that created him for his company um yeah. actually found the way to create a locust that poisoned all the others and they were brought out of existence and totally annihilated. So when we get to uh, that point at the end, it's like you see not only that picture where he's standing um, on Capitol Hill getting ready to, like you say, go testify and looks down and this girl kind of feeding a little, a little dinosaur, but also yeah. you kind of see other images that they show where you see, you see one of them swimming with the whales. You see another one walking across, um, the kind with of, the yeah, the, Wait, yeah. the, the, uh, skyline with the sun going down over in Africa yeah. and you see dinosaur walking with the elephants and it's like, you know, it is just, the imagery, the imagery that they shared during those scenes was, yeah, like you say, it's very heartwarming. But like, man, that is that would be so strange to live during okay. a time like that where this would actually happen. But it gave you that sense of, well, that's that's it. Now the dinosaurs and humans are walking the earth together. Yeah. So I mean, it was, yeah, it was neat the way they kind of portrayed it. it it was a wild ride to get to that point um, yeah. but it definitely brought closure i think to this trilogy in a way that i thought was very fitting um with how they wrapped this one up i was just curious at the end of it if we were going to see some sort of sneak peek or some kind of cliffhanger that kind of teased another kind of future trilogy or a future film out of this franchise i'm sure we will um at some point but it i thought it brought good closure to the jurassic world trilogy yeah so like the overall conscious i kind of have two big questions for you and uh, and hopefully you can answer them for me one is with this film do you see it crossing that you know very mythical billion dollar mark that the previous two installments did do you think this film's good enough to reach that number so i know it's done well i'm just looking at um this is wikipedia so it had a budget of what 185 million <laughs> a massive budget and showing box office currently at 389 389 million already 
Um, and we're just two days into its release in the United States. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, I think it gets close. I, I just think there's so much love and support around the franchise as a whole that I think it I think it's gonna be a strong competitor with yeah. box office numbers. But I think with these first initial um reactions and a lot of word of mouth, I, I actually think I I in my opinion, I think it's gonna see a pretty big drop off in the next couple weekends that's yeah, just my I opinion so. because because for one there's still one massive release that's still out there that just got 50 million in its second weekend yeah and the film i'm talking about is top gun maverick yeah. it's gonna perform very well and then going into the re- ending of this month we've got a couple big other releases so there's gonna be some stiff competition for it over the next couple weekends so i really feel like a lot of people might that might sway their uh decision and going and seeing it and actually going and seeing something else so in my opinion i think it just fall i think it will end up by at the end of its run here this summer um now it will be the i think it'll be the biggest film of the summer the biggest blockbuster of the summer it'll make the most money yeah. of any film i think this year but i really think it i think it might fall maybe just a little bit shorter that billion dollar mark yeah you're you're probably right that 389 is worldwide number so so far it's yeah. made 389 million worldwide yeah. i know it was released a little er- earlier in other areas um yeah. in other countries so i know we're kind of running behind here in the united states yeah. i mean they're going to get the biggest wave with over the next couple of weeks from the united states numbers that roll in but yeah it'll it'll i agree with you i think it um man it's just with with Top Gun being so popular and so oh, much yeah. hype around it right now, um, and very, very uh, fitting, I don't. You've not seen that yet, right? No, not yet. Okay, so played, yeah, I've so yeah, see it before it goes out of the theater, yeah. um, because it's definitely one you want to catch in the theater. Yeah. But and, I, I was surprised. So our closest IMAX theater is in Indianapolis, and they ran Top Gun. For up until release day of Jurassic World. Now, I don't know if they're going to kind of bounce back and forth to try to keep those in IMAX. I would love yeah. to see um, I would love to see Top Gun in IMAX, uh, but yeah, I just didn't get a chance to get there to see it before they put Jurassic World up. So I don't know if that kind of changes. They give Jurassic World another couple weeks and they kind of bounce between the two. It was just timing of two huge releases like this yeah. was just, yeah, it's going to, one's going to suffer. Well, and of the two, it would be Jurassic World that suffers over uh, Top and another, Gun. Another big issue too is um, they're going to run into even more competition from two films from two completely different genres. And the films I'm talking about will both open next weekend one is a music biopic called elvis and the oh other yeah is a sci-fi epic that i'm actually really looking forward to from new director jordan peele called nope and i think it's gonna be a big success so those two films will also drag jurassic world down that's why i yeah. highly doubt to see it cross a billion the only thing i think that jurassic world has going for it are the kids that want to see this movie out of all four of those films this is the only 
kid right, yeah. film that's out there that the kids are going to draw their parents yeah. into the theaters to see this. I think that's the big thing that this one has going for it. Right. But yeah, okay. I agree. I think, um, I, I don't know. We'll see how it go, goes over the next couple of weeks, but I think it's going to continue to go up, um, here over oh, yeah. the next couple of weeks for sure, because it just hit and there's definitely a lot of people that haven't seen it yet. And I think there's still a lot of hype around it, even though there's a lot of people that's kind of not enjoying it. I still think there's a lot of people that do. So it's still got a lot of hype around it. Yeah. So my second question, uh, the initial, uh, ratings from Rotten Tomatoes Man. currently has it as at a 30%. Is it's that too crazy. high to- too high too low or fair no i think that's too low i mean i i know rotten tomatoes they are notorious for being very low but i just think it deserves more than that i I mean what do you think yeah 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 i um especially for just being three days out it's only been out in theaters yeah for three days yeah and you're telling me this biggest blockbuster of the summer you're only gonna you're going to put it right at a measly um, 30%. That's really not fair to the studio, too, because a lot of people will see that. And see, a lot of people, they like are like tried and true followers of Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever Rotten Tomatoes says, a lot of people, they, it, they say it's the gospel, right? I mean, yeah, they, that's crazy. A lot, of cr- a lot of critics listen to Rotten Tomatoes because they feel like, well, they're... They, you know they yeah. they preview and see all these films before, so you know if if it's coming from them, then it's got to be the truth. But yeah, I, I think give it time, we'll low. see it. We'll see it go up. But just for reference, they've got Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom from 2018 at a 47 percent, and Jurassic World 2015 at a 71 percent. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess let's see what the uh, Let's see what the others are. So, The Lost World, Jurassic Park from 1997, 53%. Jurassic Park 3 is 49%. And the original 1993, Jurassic Park, 92%. Now, you'll never beat the original, right? But I I think we'll see Jurassic World Dominion come up a little bit on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think it'll, it'll inch up a little bit, like... I mean, yeah, it's not going to get like uh, perfect score ratings, but yeah. um, so on IMDb, um, they've got the film rated at six point zero out of ten, and um, I, yeah, I mean popularity, they've got it at a ten. So yeah, um, so you did the letterbox review, you got it out. What um, in your? I won't steal your thunder, but if anyone's read it already they know what you're going to rate it at um locust wise but what <laughs> yeah. would you what would you rate it out of 10 locusts then uh for those that haven't yeah. read the letterbox review i gave it and it was tough i was kind of back and forth in the beginning but i leaned i um i i ended up going the opposite way and i didn't favor it too much because i I, I was gonna give it the stronger rating, but I didn't. So I went with seven out of ten. Okay, seven out of. 10. Yeah, I mean well, overall, with if I was rating this as a film on its own, I think I would probably, I'd probably maybe rate it a little higher, um, yeah. just as a standalone. 
yeah, uh, dinosaur that. film, maybe eight, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Um, with the thinking of the franchise, though, I'd have to agree with you. I think a seven out of yeah. ten was is accurate. Yeah. Just because there's yeah. so much good in this franchise as a whole, which we'll talk about at a future episode. Obviously, we're not going to get into all that here. But, man, this has just been a, you think back 30 years, uh, this is um, just a very successful franchise. Yeah, it um, really stands the test of time for um, movie-going audiences. Because I guarantee you, there's a young kid who went and saw the original Jurassic Park way back in 1993 when it came out and I guarantee you he's been in the audience the last seven eight years taking his own kid oh, yeah. to these brand new Jurassic World so it's it's a generational franchise that has lasted longer than it probably should have ever lasted but it um, has put out six amazing. I mean, I really do think there's six just fantastic films. Yeah. That um, no matter what we rate them or what our opinions are, um, just taking them for what they are, they're they're a great um, epic uh, adventure in storytelling, without yeah, a doubt. For sure. So I know there are pre-orders up. We always talk physical media. I know you can get um, several pretty cool releases that are coming out um, in a physical format obviously you can get the single film on its own Jurassic World Dominion there will be uh, Best Buy Steelbook options that you can look at uh, releases in all formats DVD, Blu-ray, 4K I know they've got a really cool um, uh, Steelbook collection on Zavi that you can pre-order right now that has every uh, all six films in Steelbook 4K in a nice collector's box that you can pre-order there. And I know Best Buy is doing a similar set with all six films um, that you can pre-order on their site now too. So I would definitely um, encourage you to pick this one up in a physical format. There's going to be probably several uh, bonus features and things like that that you can get when this does get released. But I, I think it's a really good good film if you haven't seen it yet go to go support your local theaters go check it out i'm sure it's going to be in the theater for a little while uh, but like ryan mentioned there's several more things that are coming up this month and um, as we continue through the summer months with some big releases so a lot to look forward to and since we're in our summer block party on electric entertainment a lot to look forward to with us so if you haven't subscribed get hit that subscribe button that way you get you're getting all the latest uh episodes that we've got that are dropping on a regular basis be it regular episodes or bonus content we've got a lot that you can check out and again if you haven't checked out our social media pages jump over on any of those um facebook twitter instagram tiktok letterbox uh, where you can get a lot more information and you can interact with ryan and i um, and if you got anything you'd like to throw our way as we plan out what our next round of shows will be after we get through a lot of stuff here in these summer months go ahead and throw it our way we'll uh we're always up for ideas so go check jurassic world dominion out let us know what you think and until next time we'll catch you on the next episode of electric entertainment